Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. The Marriage Steps Podcast is listener-supported, so it helps keep it on the air so couples worldwide can receive hope for their marriage. Please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. A quick announcement is I'm in the process of trying to gather more reviews on my podcast. And the reason is because the more reviews I get, the higher my podcast will appear on search results. And then more couples can find it and receive tools and hope for the relationship. So I want to thank you, first of all, if you're listening to this and you've already left me a review, thank you. And if you're listening to this and you haven't left me a review, please do so today. Scroll down at the end of the episode and leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to me on, and I greatly appreciate it. The marriage tip of the day is spice things up in the bedroom. When was the last time you intentionally spiced things up in the bedroom? A lot of us don't. For a lot of us, it becomes last priority because life is busy, life is stressful, and if we're not careful, the bedroom can start feeling like vanilla ice cream. Boring. It becomes predictable. It becomes the same thing every time, and then we lose interest. So this week, I challenge you to consider how to spice things up. Talk about it with your partner. Talk about what you would prefer to spice things up. Talk about what they would prefer. Would that be different positions you would try? Would that be different places in the house you would try it in? Think about your five senses. How can you optimize pleasure for your five senses during your sexual activity? But try to spice things up this week. The marriage joke of the day is if you want to have a successful marriage, rule number one, your, your wife is always right. And rule number two, if you start thinking you're right, remember rule number one. <laughs> okay, the marriage message of the day is four steps to putting your marriage first. Four steps. The first step is creating a routine of having four nights together of at least two hours. Now, it doesn't have to be at night. It could be during the day. But for most couples who have kids, the nights work the best. But you want to have four pockets a week of at least two hours together without kids and without tech. So that's eight hours. So that may sound crazy. That may sound like a lot of time together, but it's not. Think about how much time you had together when you were courting, when you were dating. You probably spent 15 to 20 to 25 hours a week together. And now here you are married, you probably have kids, and you maybe spend one to two hours a week together tops of quality time. And lo and behold, your marriage struggles. It's because it's not given enough time. It's not given enough oxygen. Your marriage is alive, like I talk about a lot, and it's getting deprived. So the number one habit you want to cultivate to prioritize your relationship is four days a week, you have two hours together. So you have to think about it and be creative. How can we make this happen? What could this look like for us? What would we have to say no to to say yes to us? You're not going to be able to say yes to everything in life. And if you're going to prioritize anything, prioritize your marriage. Think about your days as a fishbowl. And you only have a finite amount of time. 
And a lot of us put in everything else first. We put in work, we put in hobbies, we put in TV programs, we put in friends, we put in tasks around the house. And before long, our fishbowl is full and we forgot about the most important boulder to put in there, which is marriage. There's no room for marriage. However, the other way to live is you dump out everything else and you start by putting in your marriage first. And then you add other things on top of that. Time with kids, time for work, hobbies. And obviously you won't have time or ability to put everything else into the fishbowl. But that's okay because you're starting with what matters most. What matters most is prioritizing your marriage. So that leads to a value-driven lifestyle when you put marriage first into the fishbowl instead of putting marriage last. So this routine helps you do that. So four times a week, having two hours together puts marriage first into that fishbowl of life. Now, when you're in that two hours together, what do you do? What's the goal? There's three goals. The first goal is you wanna cultivate emotional intimacy. Most likely, one of you has a need for emotional intimacy. Maybe both of you have that need. It's rare, but maybe you do. But probably at least one of you has the need for emotional intimacy. And to define that, that refers to the person who wants to share their inner heart. They wanna share their inner thoughts, their inner feelings, and they wanna hear yours. And when that level of connection is happening, it fills them up. That's emotional intimacy. That's that feeling like you're best friends and you know each other's inner worlds. And John Gottman refers to that as one another's love map. It's always changing. Just like maps of cities are always changing, our love map is always changing. And a love map is all the things that's going on inside of me, all the things that are important to me, all of my stressors, all of my values, everything I'm focused on, all that is constantly changing. And without regular time to communicate and share that, we get distant. We don't know each other very well. We get out of date very quickly. So the first thing you wanna do, it doesn't necessarily have to be the first thing, but one of the things to do during this two hours is emotional intimacy. And the best way to cultivate that is the head-heart check. That's one of the tools I teach about. If you go to my website, click on Marriage Tools and you'll see it if you wanna learn more about it. But basically, it's a way to cultivate emotional intimacy. And what you say to each other is what's on your head and heart. The head is your agenda, everything you did. And your heart is everything you felt throughout the day. So did you feel mad, sad, glad, or fear? And why? That's your heart. So you may need some preparation to get in touch with those things before you have your head heart check so you know what you can share. So that's, the, that's what you wanna prioritize. That's one of the things you wanna prioritize during this two hours is emotional intimacy. Step number three is during this two hours, you also wanna do something recreational because most likely one of you has a need for recreation. And to define recreation, that's just doing something fun together, something active together. For some of you, maybe that's playing a game like cards or a board game. For others of you, maybe you like to play darts or maybe you like to do ping pong or maybe you like to go for a hike or a bike ride or swim together, whatever it is for you. But ideally you would do things you both enjoy for recreation. We need recreation because it's fun and it gives something, something for you to look forward to and it's physical and it's active. 
And research shows the more fun you have with your partner, the more in love you feel. So I would encourage you to Google fun activities to do together in marriage or hobbies to cultivate together as a couple. Research things you can do together. You'll find probably a list of 50 things or more that are activities couples can do together. And then look at that list together and then pick and choose. Which ones would you both enjoy? So you get a list of four to six things you both would enjoy doing together. Because this is so common for couples to drift apart and to feel like they have nothing in common anymore. And they go their separate, separate ways and they cultivate their individual hobbies. And it's okay if you have individual hobbies, but you want your main things your main hobbies, your main recreational focus to be things you both enjoy. And that's not gonna happen by accident. You have to intentionally nurture that. I was just communicating with someone the other day and he was saying they've been married a long time, but they just don't have any things in common anymore. And that is so common. So intentionally research this week, common activities for couples, and then pick four to six you and your partner would both enjoy. Then during this two hour chunk you have, do at least one of them for recreational time together. Number four, the next thing you want to do during this two-hour chunk together is sensual activity. Not sexual necessarily, but sensual. And the reason for that is because probably one of you has the need for sensual time together. So to define my terms, when I say sensual activity, that does not include sexual touching. Sensual activity can be cuddling. It can be a sensual massage where you take turns rubbing each other's bodies non-sexually with coconut oil, for example. It can be a bath together or a shower together, but I recommend keeping your bathing suits on to remind yourselves that this is sensual time. We can take turns washing each other. Sensual time is very important because that's a missing layer for couples. I talk about the wedding cake model of sexual intimacy. That's another tool I teach about on my website under marriage tools. And that model, the second tier, is sensual activity. This is where you want to optimize your five senses. You want to give, be a giver and a receiver. You want to take turns. And you want to really enjoy it. You want to take turns on what it's going to look like. And then after you've done sensual activity, let's say you do it for 20 minutes or 30 minutes, then you have some options. Because some nights, maybe one of you feels sexual afterwards, but the other partner does not feel sexual and is not open to getting aroused. And on those nights, the person who's aroused can either pleasure themselves in front of you or privately, or you can pleasure them manually or orally based on whatever you're comfortable with. So that's what you can do on the nights when just one of you feels arousal. Other nights, maybe both of you, neither of you feel arousal. So you just stop after your sensual activity. Other nights, you both may feel arousal or you're open to getting aroused. So then after sensual activity, you can transition into erotic activity. And when that happens, you still have choices. Some nights, maybe you just make out. And this is going to defer to the lower libido partner. Other nights, maybe the low libido partner is open to everything above the waist. And so that's what you do. Other nights, maybe they're open to everything above and below the waist, manually and or orally. So that's what you do. Other nights, they may be open to everything, including intercourse. So that's what you do. 
So you defer to the lower libido partner because what you want to do is bring back choice and voice to the lower libido partner because often they fall into the trap of obligation sex and then they're showing up physically and going through the motions, but that's going to lower their libido and it's also not satisfying to the high libido partner because they're getting your body but not your soul. So this idea of starting with sensual activity and then on the nights when you both feel arousal or open to it, you move up to sexual activity, just remember you still have choices. You still have options. View sexual connection as a buffet. There's different things you can pick and choose from. And get away from the mindset that it has to be intercourse or nothing at all. Because if that's the approach, a lot of times the low libido partner will choose nothing at all because they're not up for intercourse. So... That's the four steps to prioritizing your marriage. Number one, carve out four pockets a week of two hours together without kids and without tech. Number two, within that time, cultivate emotional intimacy through the head-heart check. Number three, during that time, do something recreational that is fun for both of you. And number four, during that two-hour chunk, make sure you do some type of sensual activity. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, pause right now, take five seconds, and please leave me a review. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And if this this Marriage Steps podcast has helped your relationship, please email me, info at drwyattfisher.com. I would love to hear your story, and I would love to have you on the podcast because your story will inspire other people. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you cultivate it and nurture it and put it first, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it and put it last, it will suffer and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.